welcome to the Record Rangers podcast. I'm Fraser Wilson, and today I'm joined by the Sunday Mail Scott McDermott and Record Sport Online Callum Loudon to look at all the latest goings on at Androx. On the pod today, we discuss the latest transfer news and what is happening with Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos. We look forward to the return to the Stad Jose Bartel and Thursday night's Europa League clash with Progress Leadercorn. We also look forward to Sunday's big kick-off in the Premiership and the return to Rugby Park. And we'll touch on the new Ibrox code of conduct and what it means for Steven Gerrard's squad. Guys, lots to go through on this week's agenda then. So uh, let, let's just start with the latest transfer going on. And I said last week we'd look at the, the Ryan Kent situation uh, and it's fair developed over the last few days. Now, before we get into that, I'd love to mention Gavin Berry, our good colleague Gavin Berry, who two months ago was getting it in the neck for saying Shea Ojo looked like he was a replacement for Ryan Kent. And yep. it's starting to look like good old Gav was bang on with that oh, assessment. Can I have that, Fraser? Gav's, oh, never, Gav's never right about anything. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny you mentioned that, all right, because obviously this week, Jurgen Klopp looks to have put the kibosh on any Rangers loan move for uh, Kent, Stephen Gerrard, came out yesterday and said, uh, yeah, the deal's as good as dead. But yep. something at the back of my mind mean, tells me there's still another twist to be had. Yeah. This one. I'm not entirely con- sh- uh, certain that uh, Klopp was sincere. I thought he was speaking a wee bit off the cuff on Sunday when he said Kent wouldn't be going out again on loan. What do you think, Scott? Um, I need to hold my hands up. I mean, I was surprised at Jurgen Klopp's comments because, no, naturally... For Rangers fans and for Steven Gerrard, it would have been a body blow to know from to say that because Gerrard's always said for last season that no, if it, if it came down to actually buying Ryan Kent, then Rangers wouldn't even be at the be at the table. Um, so I was surprised by it. Steven Gerrard's obviously reacted to that no uh, last night by saying no, that's it, kind of pretty much gone. But like you, I don't know why, but. I also think there might still be a, a twist in this. Um, I'm amazed that after all the groundwork that Stephen Gerrard's done with Ryan Kent, um, no, the amount of persuasion that's going on, the amount of no, the amount of chat for Stephen Gerrard about how much Kent enjoys it, how they were going to do everything, uh, how he was going to wait till the last second of the transfer window to try and get it done. I'd just be amazed if, in a split second, that's all been for nothing, and suddenly, no, there's absolutely no chance of a deal. I mean, in Gerard's comments last night, I thought the interesting line was, although he said it was nearly dead, he said, um, where we are just now, it seems to be dead. So, I mean, what does that, that suggest that, no, they might be somewhere else two weeks down the line? So I mean, still got four weeks. Well, that, that's it. Uh, and no, Liverpool ultimately need a buyer for Ryan Kent. As much as no, we've all been raving about him up here. No, his performances for Rangers, and no, we're led to believe Liverpool no rate him at seven or eight million uh, at least. No, they still need somebody to come in and, and pay that kind of money. Uh, and listen, if it, if it is seven million, there's no way Rangers could fought that out. No, in one transfer fee at the moment. No, given given where they are, given where the the squad is and the finances, etc. However, no, could there be a deal there where it's no, where it's maybe three and a half million up front, but then there's no, there's add-ons, there's incentives. No, if Rangers win the league if they qualify for the the Champions League. No, could there be? Could there still be a deal done 
with both clubs to make it happen if it's what the player wants. Um, so, overall, I'm surprised. As I said, I need to hold my hands up. I, I was convinced that Rangers would get Kent back on loan just for everything I'd heard, everything that Stephen Gerrard spoke about, the way he spoke about it. Um, but I'm not no, giving up on it totally yet. I think there's a bit of time left in the window. I think it could develop further. Um, but obviously, it looks it looks less likely now than it did uh, than it did last week after after Klopp's comments. Callum, what about you, right? Um, Kent, something clearly happened in Kent's head last week as well. Um, having missed out on the squad for the Napoli game, apparently through illness, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of toys at the pram moment, wasn't it? He deleted mm. Liverpool from his social media yeah. involvement of his Instagram. No mention of Liverpool anymore. Unfollow, unfollow. It's almost something like a lover's tiff. That means a um, lot these days. When well, it does, by the way, because that's something you have to actively statement. go and do. Yeah. It is a statement, as much as it makes me cringe. That's a statement. I mean, why is he going and done that? The end of the relationship? I don't know. Um, do, do you, Callum, think Rangers could have the money to put together some sort of package to tempt Liverpool to sell? The money situation, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if Rangers can afford £7 million for a player. Uh, I know it's all been like we can only get Rangers can only get them on him on loan, uh, and I know it's coming out now that he needs seven million. I'm not sure about the money situation. They might be able to put a package together. Uh, I don't know, but what I do know is, and why this saga's went on so long over the summer is that Ryan Kent wants to be at Rangers. That's the bottom line. That's why it keeps dragging on because I feel like he wants to make the move happen. Uh, if he did, if he didn't want to come back to Rangers, there would be no, there wouldn't be these rumours all summer. Yeah. And everyone knows that he loved it here. Uh, and I also think that Gerard would love to have him in the squad. I think he's the missing ingredient for Rangers. Yeah, that's the thing. He, even last week, no, as, as recently as last week, Gerard spoke about no the one play, there might be one addition to the squad. Mm-hmm. And no, you just had to be there and looking at Stephen Gerrard's face, you knew that that player he was talking about was Ryan Kent. No. I don't understand how like, three or four days later Jurgen Klopp can just come out and completely dismiss it. I mean, Gerard and Klopp have clearly got a close relationship. relationship they yeah. must be speaking you know, fairly regularly, you would think. So surely if that's how Jurgen Klopp felt and was effectively ruling out any kind of deal unless it was a big money buy, Gerard would have known that. So why why would they speak about uh, speak about it in that way in yeah. terms of one last player to come in we'll give it until the last the last second I don't quite get it I don't know no I don't know whether it's Liverpool playing games you no know, Jurgen Klopp playing games I'm no I'm no sure um, but certainly as I say I think there's still there could still be a, a twist in it yeah. uh, either way yeah I, 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 like you I, I get a feeling there's no doubt, I mean, Gerard spent quite a lot of time in Klopp's company, hasn't he, in the last year? Yep. Um, I almost feel like the pair of them are playing a wee game to to almost hide this deal for the public for now. I, I don't know, there's something just tells me there is something bubbling along under the surface and that come the end of August, Rangers will get their man, but time will tell. Well, if, if Liverpool haven't had a concrete bid of seven or eight million for Kent from... A championship club or a Premier League or whatever. What, what did he do with them? Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's not going to play at Liverpool. Clearly, uh, as Callum says, the player after the year he had last season at Rangers, no, 
he wants to be at Rangers, but at the very least he wants to play. You no, know, he's he's became used to being a first team regular, you no, know, playing in big games, big crowds. So that's what he want again this season. So you know, for Liverpool to completely rule out another loan move is surprising. That that would suggest that they've got clubs lined up to clubs lined up to buy him. Um it doesn't appear there's clubs lined up, but no. I mean we've heard the rumours like Leeds Villa, and Leeds, Villa aye, but they've they've signed players. Villa Villa, I know for a fact Villa have got no interest. They've in signed Kent. about thirty players. Yeah. So. yeah. They've just signed an Egyptian winger, aren't they, for yeah. for big money. Yeah. Um so there's no interest for Villa at all. Leeds could be, um but certainly they've no made no made a move yet. Uh, I think they've sold their goalkeeper the day, so they'll get a bit of money in. <coughs> so it remains to be to be seen. Obviously, the English window shutting early might actually help Rangers in that regard, because um, Liverpool's going to make going to need to make decisions. No Premier League clubs are going to, need to make decisions on these players pretty quickly. So I don't know. Listen, we might be totally wrong. Uh, maybe Liverpool have got something lined up for Ryan Kent. In terms of a buyer, maybe Liverpool are going to keep ranking as a as a squad player and a, and a huge squad where he might be on the bench a few times for yeah. Liverpool this season. Who knows? But it just seems very strange the way Gerard has acted, the way he's spoken about Kent uh, and the possibility of doing some kind of deal for it all to be completely dismissed in the, the space of a couple of days. Seems a bit strange, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if, as we say, there's another another twist in the tale. Yeah, we're talking about mystery transfer sagas <laughs> and um, transfer windows. Uh, Alfredo Morelos fans will be pleased to hear the Chinese window has shut <laughs> yesterday after another one of these mystery stories came out of the, the Far East. Uh, now, a, what was it? A thirty million pound offer from. Heavy fortune, heavy fortune mm. to the no player, bid, no but bid, no bid. This is all back to front for me. Uh, mm. Explain that one to me, Callum. How? I'll try my <laughs> best. Uh, basically, I think he got offered, the rumour is he got offered a £10 million a year contract, I think. Uh, it was three years, and they were willing to go over the £15 million rain, uh, bid, but for what Rangers want for Morelos, but apparently Morelos turned it down. But see, that doesn't make sense to me, because... Surely then that's tapping up a player. Because yeah, exactly. Rangers would then need to accept a bid for them to even speak. So the whole thing, you're right, it's back to front. Either they've tapped him up uh, and he says he's not interested, which I do believe he wouldn't be interested, to be fair. I think that he in will In China? Wait. Or just a move in general? No, I think he's wanting to go to the Premier League. Yeah. I don't think he'd go to China. I think, right, I, think himself, to, I think he wants to play for Colombia and uh, play in the Premier League. So I don't think he would go to China. So that is a part, I believe, but the whole... The way he's turned down the contract without Rangers accepting a bid, I don't understand yeah. that. Scott, is this agent talk? Is there any truth at all, do you think, in this? Uh, I'm sure agents will be at work behind the scenes. For Morelos, he's with a big, uh, big kind of European agency, as we know. Wouldn't surprise me if they're, you know, if they're working in the background trying to get... Uh, no, kind of try to get interested parties um, for, for Alfredo Morelos. Uh, I must admit, though, Fraser, I do wonder now, just with everything that's, you know, with all this speculation and, and these daft rumours, I just wonder whether Rangers are now actively looking to, to sell Morelos. That's my gut feeling uh, about the whole thing. Calm's right. A player can't, can't turn down a contract if 
a bid hasn't been hasn't been accepted by his club. So that when I when I read that yesterday, that it was no, it was baffling. Um, yeah. I just I don't I don't get it how there can be no bid, but the players somehow somehow turned it down. But it just increases speculation. Um, speculation. I don't think Rangers need to be honest. I, th- I think the Rangers had gone through the pre-season on a pretty kind of even kill. No, everything was kind of looking good, but it's not been a great week for them. No, as a club, probably on and off the pitch. No, when you consider the what we spoke about. No, Jurgen Klopp's comments on Kent, the speculation with Morelos. Obviously, there's issues off the pitch with Sports Direct and no the, the, the Hummel kit deal and yeah. stuff like that. It's not been a great week for them and that will no I'd imagine that'll annoy Stephen Gerrard because everything was going was going pretty smoothly. It looked as if actually it was Celtic that were maybe going to have a kind of turbulent pre season in terms of bringing play, new players in, players going, etc etc. But Celtic have actually managed to kind of settle it settle it down. I know the the Kieran Tierney thing is still is still up in the air. But Gerard won't have wanted no these kind of distractions. I know he'll kind of shield himself from it and shield the squad from it. I'm sure they're just working uh, working away in the background, preparing for the new season, but it's it's no good. And I just wonder whether, as I say, as a club, you no know, Rangers are, are, are looking into possibilities of getting Morelos, uh, get Morelos out if they can get big, big money from him. Um, and Gerard might be looking at no, if they can get that money from rebuilding and you no know, being able to buy a Ryan Kent for seven mm-hmm. million, if that if that's what it takes. I really, I really like Stephen Gerrard's comments on Morelos last week, start of this week, whenever it was when he, he basically told him, "Look, man up, speak up." Yeah, I want to put the player out in front of us guys, media. I thought, do it, just do it, do it tonight after the game. Yeah, not that he speaks great English, of course. Mm. Who knows what he come away with? But I think yeah. I got an impression Gerard's getting a bit peeved with the whole situation I think himself, so. and wants to know exactly where. Yeah, that, that's probably a dig at, That's probably a dig at agents and representatives as well, because mm. Gerard will probably feel that's where a lot of this, a lot of this speculations coming from. Uh, and you're right; I don't think it helps that Morelos doesn't speak to me. He's done one interview, I think, for Rangers TV since he arrived a couple of years ago. Yeah. He's never been put up to speak to the broadcast journalists or the, the newspapers, which is obviously frustrating for us, frustrating for fans, I would imagine, as well, who want to hear for their, their star striker. Exactly. Um, yeah. I know he's no no I know he's not actively sought to learn fluent English, but I think if you speak to some of the players in that they'll tell you that in training no, he understands no, what they're saying to him. You, you, you see players speaking to him quite regularly, so I think he probably knows a bit more English than he's than he's letting on. The language you, of football. Yeah, <laughs> as you find with a, with a lot of these the foreign guys. That, well, he gives plenty of interviews back home, doesn't he? Which is where we have to grab a lot of our uh, stories Colombian, from. Colombian radio stations Aye, and stuff he's, like he's that. Never, he never holds back in those. Yeah. So. I, just, I just think with the... No, we all know about his disciplinary problems uh, last year. The sending off against Celtic was clearly the final straw for Gerard in terms of last season because he barely kicked a ball again after that, even when he was available for suspension again. There's no doubt he's a quality player who Gerard rates 30 goals last season. You can't argue with it. If Rangers are going to go and challenge for the title, 
no, they, they probably need Morelos there, uh, or at least, no, if he went, they would need somebody to replace, somebody to replace him immediately, somebody to, pl- to replace those goals, uh, even though Jermaine Defoe's there. Um, but as I say, with, with, the, with the speculation, everything that's coming out, say these mysterious kind of Chinese offers, stroke bids, um, I just wonder whether it might be the, the kind of start of, of Alfredo Morelos maybe maybe leaving Rangers and, and, and the club having to get a, get a replacement in. This is the biggest season Alfredo Morelos' career. Exactly. He scored 30 goals last season. He had his disciplinary problems. Now he's got Jermaine Defoe, another quality player. They're vying for the starting spot. This is the season where Morelos has to prove that he is going to be a top quality striker. We've seen it from we've seen it in glimpses. He's got the quality. Uh, he's not got quite got the discipline yet. He needs to prove that this season. If he wants that big money move to the Premier League that he says he does in Columbia radio interviews, uh, and he wants to get in the Columbia squad, he needs to prove it this season. No more speculation. He needs to just get his head down. Well, and get what on a year, it. as you say, to write himself into Rangers folklore. If he yep. man to hit the goals that stop nine in a row. And he'd be but a hero forever more. That's what I said at the end of last season that Gerard would try and persuade him to hang around just for one more year because he's only twenty two, cl- eh? Yeah, and clearly Gerard feels no in his second year that this will be the no, this will be the time to, for Rangers to go and challenge for, for trophies. I mean it's they should have won something last year, uh, given the, the, the progress they made. But it was Gerard's first year as a manager. No, new to Scottish football, um, so he'd have been looking at this year as being the one to, to really go and properly challenge. And I thought at the end of last season, when people were talking about Morelos going, that Gerard would sit him down and say, "Listen, give me, no, give me one more year." And he probably still feels like I don't doubt. No, Stephen Gerard purely as a as a football manager, no, would probably rather just have Morelos for a, for another year. Um, but as a club. I just wonder whether, you no, know, if the figures that they're talking about, I mean, if it is going to be like twenty million or, or around that, if Rangers could get that kind of money in, um, considering they're looking at players like Ryan Kent and, you no, know, effectively admitting they can't afford guys like that, if they got that kind of money for Morelos, then it might give them a bit more, a bit more leeway in the transfer market. Yeah, can somebody reopen that Chinese window then? <laughs> <laughs> Right, speaking of Morelos, it's not a link, it's just coincidence. I said we would touch on the code of conduct that's uh, apparently been brought in now and rubber-stamped by Stephen Gerrard. Uh, my own opinion on this, I, I think there's no doubt that the ill-discipline at Rangers last season cost them at least a right good crack at a trophy, if not silverware itself. Um, the Morelos red card, I think, against Celtic in March was the uh, absolute... Proof of that, if Rangers have gone on and won that game, who knows where the title, it's all ifs and buts, but who knows where the title would have ended up. So, was it 12, 13 red cards last season, five of them to Morelos, um, ill-discipline on the park, Tan touches ill-discipline off the park. Um, is this something that's important this season, Jenk Scott, for, for Steven Gerrard to nail and let the players know what is and isn't, isn't acceptable? Yeah, I think so. I mean, Gerard spoke about this for a while, actually, but it's no, it's no new. I think it was probably after that Morelos red card that Celtic Park Gerard decided they had to do something. I think James Tavernier spoke the other day. Uh, he's obviously the sit down with the manager as captain, 
and they've spoke about no heftier fines uh, being one of the no being one of the things or one of the punishments that's going to come in this season. Uh, I think last season Gerard. No, he wasn't lenient on them, but I think because he, it was his first year as manager, he didn't know the players um, that well. It was all new to him. I think he was reluctant at the time to come down hard on them, uh, either in private or in public when he did when he did interviews. Um, I think that might change slightly this season. Uh, again, no, privately and publicly, things aren't going well because we know how high his standards are uh, or how high they were as a player. We know what kind of guy he is. I think he's going to admit to us in Portugal he is going to be far, uh, far more strict with players this season. Um, and he'll hope that that gets a reaction out of guys like Morelos um, because you're right. No, it wasn't just his red card at Celtic Park. No, the the suspension he picked up that, that ruled him out of the, no, the League Cup, Cup semi-final yeah. against Aberdeen was no, hugely costly to Rangers looking back on reflection. It didn't seem that big at the time, um, but looking back, it, it was. Um, obviously, Big Sadiq played that day at Hamden and it, it, didn't, it didn't go to plan. Um, and there were other instances of no silly... Silly red cards. I mean, Gerard admits himself. No players are going to get sent off during the season. He he picked up a couple of red, a few red cards for for Liverpool for bad tackles. No kind of losing the head at times. Derby matches, etc. It happens, but it was the it was the kind of needless, no petty, unnecessary bookings and, and red cards that were that were annoying him. Yeah. Uh, so Morelos had never been sent off for a bad tackle, that says it all. Yeah, exactly. Always been off exactly. The stuff so listen, I think so, he, he was always going to do something like this. It'll be interesting to see how it pans out uh, over the season uh, or what the discipline is like generally um at the start of the new season, whether it whether it, it genuinely has a has an impact. Um but no doubt he'll have sat them all down, explained it to them explain the consequences um, and for the club's point of view as a whole um, I'm sure they would want the you know, the, the overall discipline to improve vastly improve this season That's an important one for you Callum do you think the Rangers fans out there realise the importance of the, the discipline being tightened? Do you know what I, I think that Gerard. I don't think it's about that he's like trying to explain to them don't get don't be like, don't get sent off don't I think he's built a team the way Gerard played as a player, he was fully committed. He wanted to be tough in the tackle. I think he's built a team based on that. I don't think. I think he sends his Rangers team out not to be dirty, but to stand up for themselves a bit. Aye. So I don't think he's getting frustrated at the way they're playing and approach things. I think he'll kind of be like, "Don't make it so obvious." Sometimes, yeah. you know, like he's not going to be like, "You guys, you can't tackle, you can't react." Instance. He's just going to be like, "Come on, be a bit smarter about it." Mm. Uh, I don't think for a second that. Rangers are like that he's sending Rangers out to kind of back off of it you know nah, like, you're right they have, the Rangers haven't been coy enough aren't they like yeah. cute enough the, the, main certain e- times. the main example is that obviously Morelos gets sent off in Old Firm and that's when it all kicked off everyone was like Rangers discipline needs to be sorted out uh, but then the next Old Firm John Flanagan gave Scott Brown a cheeky elbow you yeah. know I think if Gerard really wanted to rally down don't do any of this stuff anymore that instant wouldn't have happened mm. There's off field stuff as well though. There was um new well like a drink. Um well some of us. 
<laughs> that was just that. I mean, that he's talking about the Joe Worrell thing. Aye, um, I mean, listen, that's I, I'm social media going mad, but it's the modern day, isn't it? That's just social, social media for me. I, I wouldn't be that wising up. Listen, I think Gerard allowed him to go and have a night out. Would they have wanted it? No, on, on social media channels, or would they have wanted videos coming out? Uh, or the stuff that Joe Warrell was coming out with no of, of course he wouldn't have again that goes back to Callum's point about no go and have a night out but don't be don't be stupid about it don't mm. no I don't want to see it on social media etc I, I don't think I don't think there's an issue with that kind of stuff uh, and I don't think there will I'd be surprised if there were if there were more incidents like that I think I think it'll be more about the on-field stuff because that's that's what really cost them uh, yeah. in terms of in terms of trophies. Yeah, I'm sure it's still been touched upon in, in his chats with the players, though. Yeah, of course. Right, let's move on to the return to the Stad Jose Bart Hell, as some folk are calling it. Um, what a chance to to end the, the agony for for two years ago, <laughs> which still lim- lingers for so many Rangers fans. This one should really be put to bed already. Uh, and I suppose that must be the, the little the little niggle for some Rangers fans going into this progress setting leg that at 2-0 it's the old cliche the first goal is going to be absolute crucial out there isn't it and um, do, do you agree that this game should be put to bed Scott last week could have been 5-6-0 oh, it, it should have been put to bed at Ibrox I mean it was a bizarre game at Ibrox because Rangers no, were so on top in the game created so many guilt-edged chances, um, as Gerard said, after it again, not clinical enough in front of goal, should have scored five or six at least, but by the same token, progress ended up having two or three chances of their own at the other end, and if, it, if it's not for a, an Alan McGregor save, um, when the boy goes clean through, no, it could have been 2-1, which would have made it really sticky for yeah. Rangers, so... It was a strange game in that sense, but you need to think, no, Rangers' dominance at Ibrox obviously showed how better a team they are than progress. If they take that into uh, the game in Luxembourg, it should be a similar similar kind of story, albeit uh, obviously away from home. Um, And also progress sat in Ibrox for for the majority. They're going to have to come out, uh, obviously, to try and and get a goal. And it should create more spaces for Rangers, uh, especially in the final third where they've got a bit of pace now with you know, the likes of Ojo and Jordan Jones if they if they play um, so Rangers could maybe hurt them hurt them in the break and if they get if Rangers get one goal no, the tie's effectively dead but it's it's no going to be as comfortable as, as Stephen Gerrard would have wanted it um, and no, if if no, for instance, uh, progress were to get a, a penalty or no an own goal or no dare I say a red card for Rangers early doors, it so- suddenly becomes suddenly becomes very very tricky. So, I think Gerard would want an early goal just to put it to bed, and they can no, they can pretty much then start concentrating on uh, Mitchelland in the next the next round. You expecting a full strength team tonight, Callum, or do you think we well, maybe? Half an eye on Sunday's Premiership opener against Kelly. Um, a few of the fringe boys might get a run out. Was that a dangerous game? That's dangerous. No, I don't think yeah. he'll do that. I think he wants to. Well, he's basically said he's treating this game like a no-no, and he's yeah. drilled that into the players. It's no-no, without doubt. Uh, and all the players are desperate to get into the team. He's got two players every position, so I think it will be a full-strength team. Uh, and everyone's so competitive now that I don't think Rangers will take this game lightly at all. 
And uh, as you said, it's, it's not the most comfortable scoreline. It was only 2-0. Uh, but this wasn't like two years ago when Rangers won 1-0. They yeah. kind of scraped that. This That's game right. should have been 4 or 5. And we missed a pe- Rangers missed a penalty. And, you know, it's a different story. They should run it comfortable tonight, I think. Callum, you took a deep dive into the, the land of progress near a corner after the game last yeah, that's Thursday. Right, yeah. Uh, spoke to some of the players in the pub. Is that right? <laughs> Where were you? Uh, I just went to a hotel uh, after the games near Ibrooks and uh, I was just having a wee after-match pint and uh, all the progress players came in. It's fluent in Luxembourgese, did you not? Know? <laughs> Actually, what language do they speak? I, ho- I, hope, <laughs> get a, I hope he got a couple of spreads for the Daily Record. Ah, yeah. They were all... All the fans were surprisingly happy for a team that just lost 2-0 in a <laughs> European match. <laughs> but uh, now nah, they were brilliant. That's they were just the having training. a good time and they were, they were just loving being in Europe, I think. And Aye. I asked some of them what do you think for next week. They're all kind of, all kind of, oh, cautiously optimistic, but I think they're just enjoying the journey, you know. Who was it you spoke to? What, I spoke to the, the boy who got sent off. Oh, right. <laughs> I, can, I can't tell you his name. Oh, but come on. Uh, I feel bad. I All right, what was, <laughs> it, what was his excuse? Well, that's, that's the first thing I asked him. What do you think of getting sent off? And he was just like, oh, I don't think he was too happy about it. No. He said uh, kind of because it was last minute and it was a battle, but you know, he didn't seem too happy about it, but. I don't think he's got much cause for complaint, to be honest. He might be in the pub right now, warming up for tonight's game. <laughs> I think uh, you, you're obviously talking about the, you know, the team and leaving guys out. I mean, Davis missing the night will be a blow yeah. for them. Ju- just purely in terms of keeping the ball. You go away from home, you just want to, you know, you want to keep possession, especially early in the game. No, Don't want to give it away, and he's the best. You know, along with Kamara, probably, he's pro- probably the best player in the, the squad at just keeping keeping Rangers ticking over. Um, Do you expect so a like-for-like like replacement there then I just think, to keep the shape? I, I think Ryan Jack will probably play as the kind of sitter in, in midfield. Um, and then I would probably expect Kamara and Aribo uh, ahead of him, making up the kind of midfield mm. three. Where again, Arfield you know, coming off one of the wide positions. Um, Ojo on the other side probably, and either Defoe or Morelos up front. I wonder whether he might go with Defoe tonight just to give him a that no Rangers are gonna no seen Rangers are gonna play in the break because they'll probably have most of the ball but they'll try and hit progress on the counter if they do come out and try and get a goal. And I think maybe having Defoe um might help them. Obviously maybe gets him another run out. And also I think in Gerard's mind I expect him to want to start Morelos at Rugby Park mm-hmm. where it's gonna be physical again. We know how Kilmarnock play we know what they're going to try and do. He want Morelos sharp and ready for uh, for Sunday. So that's maybe the one area where he might leave Morelos out thinking about Sunday because he knows he's got a you know, he's got a great replacement in Defoe. Um, but I expect that's how they'll go middle to front. Um, at the back, Barisic or Halliday at left back, I'm not no too sure. He could pick either or. Um, Centre backs, Goldson will play. It's just two plays alongside them. I don't think Hillander will be nah, will be ready to start. I'm going to mention Edmondson every week. It'll probably be Edmondson. I've got to say, I was uh, obviously at the game last week watching, and Edmondson. I was close to the pitch, and Edmondson was uh, not a lot. He was shouting orders at everyone. He was, yeah, he's just in the door, but he was shouting 
Tavernier, uh, Goldson. Mm-hmm. That's what you want to see off a young centre half. He's no fear, you know. Positioning, it's so clean in the tackle. It's early days. I'm not getting carried away myself, but I think that boy looks good, like good he's passer going to as well. Aye, mm. exactly. Aye, he loves that kind of ping. Oh, big switch I played, didn't he? Yeah, so he done that. A few fans times. love that as well, don't they? Aye, so, they do. Uh, Gerard will, will like it as well. <laughs> uh, right, an almost seamless um, move on to. Sunday's Premiership opener against who else but Kilmarnock, only the seven meetings last <laughs> season. Uh, so here we go again. Um, tough one, though. I mean, Rangers certainly never got it easy down there last season. What was that? Four trips in the League and Cup and no... Didn't win down there in any of them. Uh, didn't beat yeah. them in the League at all, did beat, they? Beat them in the Cup, didn't they? They beat Fred Cup at the start of the So season. they did, sorry. Mm. Morelos hat trip. That's why I delayed there. I knew there was something wrong. Yep. Jamie, the Jamie Murphy incident down yeah there. that's right uh, Morello's got a good record there so again another reason why I think you yeah, think right I think he'll start selection. tough one Kelly only the same beast as they were under Steve Clark I mean they've got their problems under Alessio already um, is, it, is, it, is this a nice opener for Rangers do you think Scott <sighs> I don't think it's a nice opener no. got a rugby part on the plastic pitch again um, it'll be sticky no tricky no, or the usual kind of thing. I know what you're saying. I don't think Kelly will be the same team eh, under Steve Clark, but it's essentially the same squad of players. The starting eleven for Kelly on Sunday will be roughly the same as what, what Clark would have started in a lot of the games last season. Eh, I know they're obviously Daniel Backman, the keepers. No, they're now, so it'll be probably Jamie McDonald in goal, but it'll be roughly the same group of players, and they'll know how how they get success against Rangers last season. Um, I expect Alessio to try and change Kelly's style and philosophy as he goes on. Mm-hmm. But no, it's not going to happen instantly. Uh, not with that group of players, not until he gets more additions in. Um, I know they've had an absolute disaster at the start of the season going out of the Europa League in a game they should never have, should never have lost. But... To be honest, that'll just give him even more motivation, I would imagine, to get off to a flyer in the league. Uh, those players know they can cause Rangers problems, um, so there's not going to be any kind of fear factor going in there. So it's going to be tough for Rangers, but Gerard quite rightly said to us last week, um, no winning convincingly at Rugby Park on that opening day would, would, would put out a wee kind of statement of intent for Rangers. Uh, it would only be the first game, it would only be one result, but it would just put a wee marker down uh, if they could win no, relatively comfortably by two or three goals. It would just put a wee statement. It would bury, obviously, the, the Kelly hoodoo for last season yeah. uh, it, and get them off to a great start. against Kelly yeah. last season? That, that's remarkable. I yep. mean, that's more than the gap between Rangers and Celtic in itself. So that just shows the importance of these games against your Kilmarnocks and Aberdeens. It was that sort of bottom... Second quarter, if you like, of the league where Rangers really let themselves down yeah, last season, that, wasn't that, it? Your, your Kelly Aberdeen Hibs. Aye, and that'll bother Gerard because no, he was coming up against and Clark, he was coming up against a no one of his old Liverpool coaches. No, you know what managers are like, they they see it as a, as well as no, you know it's a team game, but they see it as no a kind of tactical battle against another manager and Gerard will look at that and think no, it wasn't good enough. Last mm. season against Kilmarnock, Rangers shot themselves in the foot at times. 
you think of the, the Eamon Brophy goal that Joe Worrell handed to him in a plate at Rugby Park. Uh, Ryan Kent actually, I think, gave a goal away in the same same game with a daft crossfield pass straight to a Kelly player. Um, so, no, they'll be, deter- they'll, they'll be so determined to try and try and put that to bed. Uh, and as I say, I think in general, Rangers need to get off to a flying start in the, the league. This is where Europe, we've spoken about it before on here, Europe, can be a uh, can be a distraction because Celtic have got a lot of new players coming in. Might take a bit of time to settle. I expect Celtic to sign players probably right up to the end of the the window. You know, you look at Celtic's back or potential back four or new back four. Uh, you could have El Hamed at right back. You no know, Julian centre back. You no know, ball and goalie left back. You no know, different nationalities, different players coming in. That can take time to settle. If it does, and Celtic stumble at all, even this early in the or even early in the campaign, Gerard and Rangers will want to take full advantage, and that means getting off to a, you know, a kind of relentless start, which obviously includes the Old Firm game being the fourth, I think it's the fourth game of the season yeah. at Ibrox. If Rangers need to pick up maximum points for the first three games, get into that Old Firm game, and then if they can win that. Gerard will hope they can build you no know, real momentum mm. um, and get off to get off to a really good start. I think that is a good point. I think they want to take, they will want to take twelve points or twelve there. Yeah, they, they want to go into the Celtic game with full points, and then of course they'll want to win the first Old Firm game of the season at Ibrox. So that that would be the kind of flying start that you're talking about that they never got last season. Callum. Um, Kelly, there was certainly a bit of rivalry there and more than a bit of needle at the end of the season, although let's not forget it was Steve Clark that came away with the, the bye-bye Rangers comment. But Kilmarnock's celebrations will still be pretty fresh in the Rangers fans' uh, minds, if not the players. So that, that makes mm. a wee bit of a revenge on the, the, the menu as well for Sunday, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we're talking about if it's a good opener. It's probably not ideal being in that pitch. I mean, it's a good opener for Kilmarnock. Uh, they'll just want to be able to make a statement after their poor result in Europe. But for Rangers, ah, it's probably not ideal, but do you know what? They can't. In a weird way, maybe it is good. Get straight in there, tough game. You know, Build on that. Don't don't start a home game at Ibrooks. Get a tough away game in a pitch. That's what you're in for this season. And it's just about pressure. We're talking about they have to win the games, but it's just about can these Rangers players handle the pressure this yep. season? You know, Because mm-hmm. we know where they lost uh, the league last year if they were... When they were challenging, it wasn't in the old firms, it was in these games. So this is a mantle for Rangers to go and make a, a statement for the season. You you, th- you think about every player in that Rangers squad, I, I'd be willing to bet that at their previous club, whatever club it might be, every player's previous club, get into a opening game of the season, in any league, you know, in England, in Europe, wherever they've been, an away game against the team who finished third in the league the previous season, I guarantee most, or they would all take a point. No, whatever previous club they might be, a point away from home, the opening day, team that was third, good result, decent, solid enough start. That's just not the case at Rangers, and that's what Callum's talking about, pressure, mentality. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous, but they just can't, can't afford to... No, go to Kelly again and drop points, make mistakes. No, it's not going to win or lose you the league on the opening day. But in terms of just the no, the the mentality, the mindset, no people commenting around the game, it's just it would be a really negative start mm. for Rangers if they can't go to Rugby Park and win. Given 
as you've explained, their record against Kelly last season. Um, and, and that's where Rangers and Celtic are are unique. That's why players want to play for you no know, clubs that, that size. That's the kind of pressure you're under. You think it's under like a Jermaine Defoe where he's played you know, yeah. Bournemouth, Portsmouth, Spurs, wherever. He'd never been under that amount of pressure on the opening day of season to, to go and win away from home where nothing less than, than three points was acceptable. Yeah. But that's... No, that's what you face at Rangers. They kind of can't afford to lose, and it's the first game of the season. Well, <laughs> in a weird way. We're not talking about points, but we're just talking about mentality. Yeah. Ah, and for yeah. all the chat, they can't afford to start this negatively, as Scott said. Yeah, if it sets the tone for the season, doesn't it? Well, gee, what a massive three or four days of face then. It's, it's all systems go for the start of another season, which leads us on to the final point today. I love putting guys in the spot, so let's do it. Oof. Premiership kicks off this weekend. Denny Warner's about us, Fraser. Kept us to yourself. Well, Callum knows about it. It was actually Callum's idea. Ah, so right. let's give you <laughs> an extra few <laughs> seconds to think about me, basically, it. Right. <laughs> Who's going to win Love Island next year? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't know, just the usual. <laughs> All right, come on. Uh, right. Rangers Premiership chances this season, Callum. Over to you first. Where will they finish come May? Uh, I think it's going to be very tight. It's going to be one of the most exciting Scottish Premiership seasons in years and it's going to be up and down I think Celtic are going to be on top for a bit Rangers are going on top for a bit but I think Rangers will win the league this year I think that uh, I think the strength and depth is the most important thing I think Rangers have the best strength and depth in the league they have two players for a position and I know you hear that sometimes but they literally do left back? Uh, Andy Haldy ok <laughs> but they literally do have two players for a position Everyone's on board. The mentality seems to be right, uh, and I think that this is the biggest season in Stephen Gerrard's career. Uh, and I think that they will they will pull out the bag. And I think if I go on to uh, the closest title challenger, Celtic, obviously, I I don't know if it's going to work in my personal opinion with Lennon because I think these are still a lot of Rogers players, and I don't know if uh, I think if it's maybe starts to go in a bit of a downward spiral for them, that it could go drastically wrong. Well, some statement. Uh, to be honest, I think I think Lennon is the right man for Celtic, but that's not for this podcast. Mm. Uh, I'll sit in the fence now, Scott. Over to you. Obviously. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm going to stick my ne- I'm going to stick my neck out, uh, same as Callum, and say I think Rangers will win the league this year. I think it will be. I think it will be the year. Obviously, it's going to be tight. It's going to be tough. They're going to need to find the consistency that they didn't have last season. Um, but I do like the way Gerard has strengthened the the, the squad. Um, getting another kind of big, experienced centre back in Helander was crucial. Um, Ojo obviously looks a real talent. Uh, although I, th- I think touching on Ryan Kent again, I think Gerard will want to get maybe one more one more in before the before the window closes. And even guys like you no know, Jordan Jones, Greg Stewart. I think I've said all along that they won't start every game. But when he looks at his bench, he'll at least have some options. Now, guys that can come on and, and change a game. I think even in a couple of European games, when Jones and Stewart and that have come on, they've given Rangers something a wee bit different and had a bit of, bit of an impact. I think it'll be the same in the, the Premiership. Um, it, it's shaping up to be a, you know, a real epic battle for the, the title. Um no one that we'll all look forward to. Um, with Celtic, I just think, as I touched on earlier, 
I, I like Neil Lennon as a as a guy and as a manager. I think he'll do well. But he's having a you know, he's there's a big rebuild going on. There are a lot of new players coming in. I think it'll be a transitional period for Celtic for a while, which isn't the ideal for them going for the you no know, going for nine and ten in a row. And you can't underestimate the motivation that they'll have to go and to go and get these next two titles. Um, so it's a huge challenge facing Rangers, but I agree with Callum. It's a huge year for Gerard. Um, it's pretty much make or break. Um, and I've just got a feeling. I think you know, winning the two old firm games last season at Ibrox, it's got Rangers over that barrier, over that kind of psychological uh, obstacle. Even going to Celtic Park and playing with ten men uh, and dominating for for spells in that that second half that will give them confidence as well when they have to go there. Um, so listen, it'll be tight. Uh, it's a two horse race, but I think I've just got a feeling Rangers might might edge it this season. Interesting. Oh, well, two 0 there. Uh, I've got to say, just in your Neil Lennon comment, uh, Callum, just to back up what I was mm-hmm. saying, I think it stabilised what was or could have been a problematic end to the season for Celtic. Mm. I think it stabilised them, whether it can take them forward is key for them. I think uh, Steven Gerrard has taken Rangers forward. Whether it's taking them in front of Celtic remains to be seen. Um, I don't doubt that when it's going well, that it's going well. But what I'm saying is that when it maybe starts to sour a bit and they have a few bad results, going a bad run, that's when I think uh, maybe they'll falter. Well, the proof will be in the pudding and it all gets underway this this weekend, so can't wait. Can't wait. Let's bring it on and of course you'll be able to keep up with all the latest happenings every single day of the season at dailyrecord.co.uk. But uh, for now that's all from us. Thanks very much to Scott for coming on and Callum as well also. If you want to continue the debate, you can find us on Twitter at record underscore sport and on Facebook as well. We'll be back next week for full things readers, so don't forget to subscribe on ACAST and iTunes to get the four series available and you can rate us on there too. Thanks for listening. Run on fire Hanging on the edge of a wire Hanging on the edge of desire